This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers or some form of it. 1490 WDAN. We're having one of those technology mornings, folks. So might as well just be upfront and honest with you. We're not exactly sure what the heck's going on. Uh, we are trying to connect with, and actually did connect with, uh, Sandra Finch, the Human Relations Coordinator for uh, City of Danville, which we've been trying to get this, this program lined up for some time now. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get Sandra's audio. Okay, now I see her face, and it says again, connecting to audio. How you doing there, Sandra? Sandra's about as frustrated as I am. She'll, ne- she'll never agree to do this program again, ever, ever, I know. <laughs> Have you found the audio connection, Sandra? Can you click on that? For some reason, it's not showing. I just resent the link, and it's still not showing up for her. I don't know why she's having this problem. That's just not fair. Um, so I- I'm not sure what we're doing here. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and try to reschedule this show with some other point in time because I got a lot of really okay oh there you are hey hey I hear your voice oh lord have mercy I I just said you're never ever gonna agree to do this again (laughs) sorry (laughs) just gotta get used to it you know that's all (laughs) that's all tech I tell you what technology is absolutely fabulous when it works when it doesn't oh my good lord so welcome I'm so happy to hear your voice (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's good to hear your voice too. <laughs> I thought, okay. Oh my gosh. Let's all take a breath here. All right, we're going to actually do a show. All right, so many, many reasons that I wanted Sandra to come on and talk to us. Um, I've known Sandra, I've had the privilege of knowing Sandra for good Lord, I think 30 years. Yes, um, yes, ma'am. Yes. We, we've had many a conversation. We've yes. sometimes agreed. We sometimes disagreed. <laughs> what I like about Sandra is she has always challenged me. She has always made me stop and think, reevaluate, and figure out where I am and who I am as a person. So thank you for that. Oh, well, that's very nice of you to say, Linda. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. Okay, so let's start first with, because your office has been around for pretty good long period of time. I think a lot of people have really no idea what it is or what it does. So talk to us about that. You know, my office does a lot and I'm going to really just stick to the, um, the major responsibilities that I have because it's a lot and I don't want, I want people to absorb the main functions of my office. So, um, The main function of this office is to enforce Chapter 95 of the Human Relations Ordinance. And that deals with, it prohibits unlawful discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodation in the city. And so, do you want to stop there? You want me to just go on with other things or just kind of explain that first? Well, let's explain that first because that's a mouthful. Uh, and it's a, and it's a lot, and in this day and age, again, uh, not a lot of real understanding about what that actually means. Okay, what it means is that my office handles discrimination complaints, 
And I, so I deal with unlawful discrimination. All this is in the ordinance. And, and you know, if, in, in order for people to absorb all this is, I mean, it's a lot to absorb. So, so, so basically when we talk about un, unlawful discrimination, we're saying that in the city of Danville, it's unlawful to discriminate against a person because of his or her race, color, religion, age, sex, or gender, national origin, marital status, physical or mental disability in the areas of employment, housing, and public accommodation. Has that job gotten easier or harder, Sandra? And I ask that question because uh, on, the, on the one side, you know, I'm old enough, God knows, to remember when black people just weren't allowed to live north of Voorhees. That's just, that was a no-no. Couldn't have that happen. Um, you just couldn't do that. And it was, it was all, it was known it wasn't acknowledged, but it was known. Um, and 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 we sometimes, I think, uh, feel like we've made a lot of progress, but have we? I mean, we have made progress. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. I think one of the most important things is that people need to know that they have rights, especially when it comes to unlawful discrimination, because um, people... When people come to my office, I do get some people who come to my office and when I interview them for a discrimination complaint, I have to explain to them it has to be based on the law. And so sometimes I get people who, who say, well, my supervisor doesn't like me. Well, that's not part of the law. Personality is not a basis for a discrimination complaint. So right. just under, understanding what unlawful discrimination is really all about. And the job to me is 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 it's very easy to me because I've been doing it for years. It's 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 a legal process. Is is uh, it involves a lot of steps. Is you know, um, and I just think that people need to know that we have this service here at the city of Danville. That's that's again that's one of the reasons I want to have you on because it's been around so long. I think it's kind of un an under the radar kind of office that exists within city government, but it's been around for a really long time. And you've seen the city evolve um, and, and the complaints and the concerns evolve. And that's what I wanted to talk about are, are where we're at now in terms of discrimination and uh, uh, violation of rights. I, I don't even think people understand, to be honest with you, we throw that term around in so many different ways, I don't even think people understand what their actual rights are as citizens. I think what happens, Linda, is that uh, until you put in a position that you felt like you have been discriminated against, then really you don't really think about this service. Right. Um, for, for example, the last case that I handled that I just finished up, and, and that one was a case where I did find in favor of the citizen, we, we use the term complainant, but everyone doesn't understand those, you know, those legal terms. So I say citizen. So I found in favor of the citizen and she told me how she found out about my office was because there was a picture of me <laughs> and an article about me in, in Vermillion Advantage. That's how she found out about me. So um, and it was just the right time for her to see, see that article and, and she gave me a phone call and I interviewed her and she did have a basis for discrimination complaint. She went through the whole process. There's a, there's a whole process that you go through 
uh, in my office uh, when you do if if there is reason to believe that the company did violate um, the citizens' rights. And so there's another thing people need to know is that when I, in dealing with this, this ordinance, this ordinance is for citizens to file complaints against companies in the city of Danville. This is not for you to come. I mean, I do have a, a process for filing a complaint against a city employee. But this is something totally different. This is for companies in the city, company XYZ. I'm not going to name any companies. So just oh, say company XYZ um, um, uh, has discriminated. The citizen felt like company XYZ discriminate, discriminated against her. So she comes to my office and I have to do an interview to see if there is a basis for a discrimination complaint. There are certain questions, you specific questions you have to ask to establish a basis. So you have to be trained to do that because it's very important because when you do send out a complaint to a company, you have to know what you're doing. So yeah. it's, 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 well, it's, a, it's a legal process. Well, and as you said, Sandra, um, it's, it's more than my boss doesn't like me. Um, right. It has to be a, a valid, real um, violation a of my, my rights a as a citizen. A difference in treatment, a difference yeah. in treatment because of my race or my gender. That that's how we put, that's how we say it, basically. So, how, so you've been doing this for how long now? Thirty-one years. I was going to say I thought it was thirty years. I knew. I that's what I thought. Yeah. So so tell me, tell me, Sandra, how has that changed over the? Your office changed, and your process changed, and what you. The, the the citizens you see coming into your office with concerns. How has that changed over the years? Actually, when I first took on this position, the ordinance that we had was very, uh, it didn't have a lot of bite in it. So uh, at the time, Mayor Jones um, decided that he wanted this ordinance to have a lot of teeth. And I definitely agree with him in order to protect the rights of the citizens. So at the time, Dave Westner, uh, our former corporation counsel and I got together and put this ordinance together, wanted to make sure it had a lot of teeth. So at the beginning of my, my tenure here, the ordinance didn't have a lot of teeth, but now it does. And we still have the same ordinance. It's a good ordinance. I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse. That's okay. Yeah, so we have a very good ordinance and it hasn't changed. It's a very good ordinance. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's step away from your actual office for a okay. moment. Because I know I know you and I know you're a strong opinionated woman. Uh, <laughs> give me give me some feel for what I think has become a political football and I'm very angry about it. Um voting rights. H- how how do you see voting rights as a citizen? I'm not asking you to speak for your office in terms of voting rights, but as you as a person. I feel like it should not be a discussion in 2022. It no kidding. It should have been something, I mean, when they passed the Voting Rights Act in 1965. Of course, you have to make changes over the years, but... I, it's, it appears to me that it sounds like we're kind of like starting all over again. You know, what John yeah. Lewis did back in, in 1965, it's just, I mean, it's, it, 
it's, it, it's like we're starting over again. Like we're having a bloody, bloody Sunday again. I'm sorry to hate yeah. to put, put it that way. No, but it's that's true. The way, that's the way it appears for people who know history about bloody, bloody Sunday. So I just cannot believe we're, we're having this discussion about voting rights. I cannot believe people are trying to keep people from voting. I just, it's just hard. It's just hard to take in. To that, be honest that's, with you. that's been my, that's been my reaction to this too. I'm trying to, I keep, I, I listen to and watch everything I can and read everything I can because I'm trying to understand it, but I got to tell you, I'm struggling mightily because no matter how I look at it, it comes down to a desire to control who can vote. And we cannot do that in our democracy, but I feel like that's where we're at. We're, we're trying to control who we will let vote and how we will let people vote. You know, I agree with you. And when you think about, I mean, women have just starting to have the right to vote back in the, what, 1920. Yep. And then the, the Voting Rights Act in 1965, all the, the, the pain, the, the hurt, people being killed. So certain people can have voting rights. And now we're back to square one again. It just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense in the United States of America that we're dealing with this issue and that we have that we have people who want to keep people from voting. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the part I really don't understand. Uh, we are truly supposed to be a democracy, and that means everybody has the right to vote and and to put up walls and barriers, uh, even down to something as silly as no, I can't I can't hand this. Sandra Finch a bottle of water if she's standing yeah. in line because right. that's somehow breaking the law. Are you serious? I mean, really? So, <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. It's been a source of constant amazement uh, around here with Wilbur and I having multiple conversations about it because we just can't figure it out and we don't understand it. And 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 I, I'm not even sure anymore. I want to understand it. Uh, I, it's, it, we've got to we've got to we've got to fix this. We've got to do it and. Everybody has to be able to vote. That's the rule. That's democracy. Yes, it is. Yes, sometimes, it is. Sometimes I'm not sure some of our younger folks even really understand what democracy is. And that worries me. Yes, it, it, it worries me too. It. I'm sorry to say this, but it's like, it reminds I me, mean, when you look at, the, at history, it reminds me of the Civil War. It, and it's like you want to take away the rights of people so you can be in control. Of, yeah, it's about of control. The, of you, yeah, of the United States. And it's just hard to believe in our lifetime, Linda, that we're dealing with it. We thought we'd have all that behind with the Civil War. But I feel like we're, we're living in that type of environment. Um, Americans against Americans. It's, it's, it's just hard to wake up every day thinking about how this country... Uh, is dealing with this type of situation. It's very hard. Every day is hard. And it's just like, when is it going to stop? Exactly. It's uh, it, it, The reality is, you know, I still have the passion, but I'm too old to fight these battles again. Been there, done that. <laughs> I, know you, I know you were part of the civil rights movement, yes. I'm old. Yes. <laughs> I yes, can't I do know. this again. <laughs> and I was too young to be part of the civil rights movement, but my sister and my brother were so I mean I understand I understand all of that in terms of civil rights and 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 people fought and 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 they marched and and you know Dr. King and other people 
fought and they died for for this for us to have a better democracy and 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 we're thinking we're getting better but it just seems like yeah things i think think that's a myth we're going to go to break when we come back we gotta we gotta take a couple of minutes and get in some information for y'all about martin luther king day which is coming up on monday we will do that in just a moment on newsmakers 1490 wdan 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton on the Zoom call this morning with Sandra Finch. She heads up the uh, Human Rights Division of the City of Danville and has for over 30 years now. Again, I've known her that long. We've had many many a conversation and, and many a, an agreement and disagreement, but she has always <laughs> challenged me and I appreciate that. One of the things Sandra is passionate about is the Martin Luther King celebration. So tell me what's coming up this weekend. Well, Linda, we, because of COVID, we had to cancel the banquet again this year. So we're only going to host one event. And so on Monday, January 17th, we're going to start lining up at 10 o'clock at the corner of um, Logan and Main Street so we can start our march and motorcade at 1030. So we'll start moving at 1030 and we will travel. We have a, a certain specific route that we take for the motorcade march. And then we'll end up in the parking lot of St. James United Methodist Church. So the service at St. James will start at 1130. Our speaker will be Bishop and Henning Byfield. Uh, she is the Bishop of the 13th Episcopal District and President of the Councils of Bishops of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. We will also present our scholarship this year at the program like we did last year because of the, because of the banquet being canceled. So the scholarship presentation will also be at the service on Monday. The committee has selected a person for the scholarship, for the $4,000 scholarship. We will also have a, uh, uh, we will not have the mass choir, but we will have an MLK ensemble, which will be under the direction of Brett Dupree. So it's going to be a really nice service. Well, I've been to many of them over the last 30 years. Uh, I've, I've never not been impressed uh, by the excellent job that you all do in putting it together, not only the speakers, but the music um, and the passion and the joy. Um, so it's a wonderful experience to share. Talk a, b- a minute for why uh, about why the scholarship is so important because it doesn't get as much attention, I don't think, as it really should. It's a it's a big deal for a young person. Yes, it is. With Dr. King's legacy, his one of the biggest things he was very big on was education. He said education is the key to success. So based on his legacy. Uh, our committee decided to start giving a scholarship and it has really become a big thing in our community. The young person who receives the scholarship is so excited and worthy of the scholarship. And so that, I mean, that's basically the reason why we started giving the scholarship because Dr. King's, um, his, his stance on education, he just feels that he felt like education was the key to, to, to any, to, to your success. So well, that's why we get a scholarship. And you and I both know it is. It's all about yes, education. It, 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 yes, is. it is. 
Um, yes, part, so part of that scholarship, is that still an essay they have to write? Yes, that's part of the application is the essay. They have other things they have to submit for the application, but the essay uh, is part of the criteria. It's not the only thing, but it's very important. And so um, it can boil down to the essay. You could have two candidates who are neck and neck, and 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 I don't get to vote. Let me just make that clear, though. I don't get to vote <laughs> because I have to process the applications. So so again, so the, the essay could be the the defining factor or the defining reason why that committee member voted for that that applicant was just the applicant has a number. The committee members do not know who the applicants are. Everything is redacted, the important information, and the application is given a number. I'm the only one who knows who the recipient is up until this Friday. I have to let the chair, chairman know tomorrow who the recipient is so she can prepare her remarks to present the scholarship. Way cool. No, it is It is the one of the best things about the uh, MLK celebration. Um, and that's a that's a point I also wanted to give you a chance to make. Uh, been marching for 30 years. I guess people might look at that and say, why do that? Why does that continue? What's the point? What's it accomplishing? It represents the fact that we still we've made progress, but we still need to continue continue on with the cause. And, and one of the things Dr. King and, and other people did back during the civil rights movement, they marched. So we continue to march, just like people marched, you know, when we had that incident back in 2020. People marched for George Floyd, they marched all over the world for that incident. Marching represents, we want you to hear what we have to say, we want you to, to make a change, and that's why people march. And so, for so everybody can know the 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 service, the the event at St. James, uh, the march is open to anybody if you want to and are able to march. Uh, but if you can't, and you just simply want to go to St. James and be part of the the experience in the sanctuary, by all means, do that. That is scheduled for eleven thirty. Is that correct? Yes, it is, and you must wear a mask. And please wear a mask, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, But go, if you have never gone, I highly recommend you do so. You will be reminded not only of our rights, but also the passion of, of marching and moving forward. Sandra, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you going through all those struggles this morning to get on and, and giving us so much good information. I really appreciate it because I think you're, your office serves a, an important part of our local government that we just kind of walk by every once in a while and don't always acknowledge. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for challenging me for the last 30 years. And we will talk again soon. Hope you well, thank a, you. I will be thank a you. wonderful time on Monday. Thank you. Thank you, Linda, for having me on today. We will talk thank again. You. Thanks. Hey, Take join care. me tomorrow. Uh, author Dan Cotter will be with me tomorrow. The author of the book, U.S. Chief Justices. We'll be talking about the U.S. Supreme Court. And you know, I love to do that. So please join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton.
Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.